You know what would be an awesome collector's item? Hmm. If someone made a Texas Chainsaw Massacre cookbook, like a coffee table book. A cookbook? Yeah. That was also a coffee table book? Right. Huh. Be what it. kind of uh, recipes would be in it? Well, because if you watch the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's, uh, there's this great part where uh, one of the guys from the family, is he wins a chili cook-off. Oh, really? Yeah, and the judge, like, bites on something. He's like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's probably just a little peppercorn or something like that. <laughs> He's chewing. He got, like, a piece oh. of a human tooth or something in there. The last round of Rolling Grill Chef, Drayton Sawyer! That's the guy with his face cut off over the knee. Is he... That's part of the family. Okay. Oh, that's a good character. I know. Second year in a row. This year, Drayton, you've got to tell the secret of that fabulously tasty chili. <laughs> no secret. It's the meat. Uh, don't skimp on the meat. Uh, I, I got a real good eye for prime meat. <laughs> Runs in the family. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> One of those uh, hard-shell peppercorns. <laughs> I gotta say, I love this town. This town loves prime meat. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, We're Mr. On, uh, Man. Now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. Some apologies are in order. Got me. Really? Yeah. Porno for virus. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. I thought I haven't heard that in 20 years. I know. I haven't. I haven't listened to it um, a ton, but I really, really like that, that first album band. I well, let me yeah, click on this here. Um, the reason I picked that song or that band actually is because a while back you brought up. I think I must have played Big Country uh -huh. by Big Country. Right. And I tried to find the album, also named Big Country, uh -huh. and I don't believe there is one. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I get that wrong? Well, so you may have, unless I'm mistaken, but I I went down uh, that rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. To, you know, what other bands, and Porno for Pyros, Porno for Pyros, Porno for Pyros is... Oh, okay. I don't know. Is there a name for the uh, the, the trifecta, right. I guess? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know exactly what album that song came off of, but I like that song, so I played it. But uh, some other bands. Oh, cool. That have done the same thing. Uh, Black Sabbath. Mm. Iron Maiden. Ah, I should have caught that one. Um, I'm not going to list all the bad ones. Uh, New Kids on the Block. That should have been the first one off, <laughs> off their tongue. Damn Yankees. <laughs> Damn Yankees. <laughs> Forgot about that super group. Motorhead. Oh. And Meat Puppets. Nice. Yes. Did you ever get into the Meat Puppets? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Great band. Good band. Yeah. I think, did I see them? Iron Maiden and Motorhead are two that, as a lifelong metal guy, I definitely should have got. Well, and uh, Metal Church. Ah. Who I used to work with the singer, right. Mike, Mike Howe. Yeah. From that band. Who he was, he was the second singer. Yeah. Yeah. And he... Uh, he was the better singer. I remember when he joined the band, that band got way better. He was such a cool dude. He killed himself, yeah, actually, a little while back. But uh, I remember hearing about that. I loved that guy. I yeah. love working with him. He's so funny. Such a... Just a great dude. But, yeah. So there you go, the trifecta. So I have um, one critique I got from the podcast is that people were like, it just gets so dark. You guys get into some of the darkest stuff. I was like, yeah, I agree. But that's the interesting stuff. And we always try to make light of it at the end, you know, not to be just complete dour hour the entire time. No, the end is always very, very dark. <laughs> That's not true. I always start we make out with fun the, of it. I but. always start out with the intention of like, okay, silver. Oh man, everything's just fucked. But so one request is, why don't you guys um, do the uptick of your voice at the end of each sentence? <laughs> like you're asking a question, right? Like that, because it's genetic gene therapy that they made everyone <laughs> inject in their body, or you'll lose your job. <laughs> Like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is I had a request. Why don't you guys mix it up and not only do bad, negative, dark thing, but mix it up with like some good news, right? So I was scrolling through the news, and I was like, why don't we find something that like kind of makes people feel good? You know what I mean? Some more like lighthearted stuff, because there is a lot of good in the world, right? I like got- where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I know you too well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm scrolling through the news, and I find uh, Larry Nasser stabbed in prison. Multiple yeah. times by another inmate. I'm like, hey, look at, look at that. Well, uh, let me allow me to erase your silver lining. Oh, okay, this is not good news. It's not actually. As, <laughs> as I went it. Yes. It, it was at first. It was at first. But he was stabbed multiple times by right. another inmate. I guess after making a comment, they were watching women's tennis as one does in prison <laughs> when you're in there for life. Sure. He made some comment about the women, and some other guy uh, just stabbed him several times. Now, here's the problem. It was for the comment or for all the child raping? Yeah. <laughs> I think these kind of things run as a confluence. They come together like this. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. He was stabbed multiple times, like double digits was mm-hmm. what they're saying. Uh, chest, neck, head, you know, shoulder, all over the place. He still lived. Yeah. And which made me think. It's like, come on, guys. Up your stabbing game. Like seriously, uh, yeah. now he's going to be in protective custody, probably uh-huh. isolated. Like maybe it was an inside job to get him protected. I mean, you know how like the, flag? the elitists, no, not a false flag, uh-huh. but all these elite psychopath, uh, warmongering pedophiles are, uh, 
constantly. I am so sick of these <laughs> warmongering pedophiles. I was stalling so you could find the right button there. <laughs> <laughs> they staged a fake stabbing in order to get him into protective custody. Hmm. And they told the person stabbing him, you can stab him as many times as you want. Don't hit any vital organs or arteries. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we need the name of the guy who stabbed him. And mm-hmm. then it could be CIA. Yeah. Obvi- I think it's deep obvious. State, deep state obvious asset. at this point. Yeah. Right. Um, We're going to talk about some conspiracy theories today. Are we? Yes. I got one for you. Okay, go for it. This is not a conspiracy theory, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed a serious lack of attractive people walking around? Uh, I might be with you on that one, but what I have noticed is profoundly unhealthy people are around me. Which, which is, is kind of, yeah, the unhealthy people are, you're not going to find many attractive, uh, unhealthy people unless you're right. talking about like, um, like heroin addicted sluts or something. You know, sometimes they, good band name. they read as uh, attractive. Um, I feel like, and maybe it's just a change in my mentality or, or something, but I feel like in where we live, you know, we're not in Southern California or New York city or even San Francisco. Like we used to be where hot chicks just were everywhere, everywhere you look right in our town, there are plenty of beautiful women, but they don't come out until springtime all winter long. You don't see them. I don't right. know what happens, but in spring, they usually come out. Yes. Right? Well, that didn't happen this year. No. You everywhere, We still go to all the same places, and you just don't see these women walking around anymore. Mm-hmm. And my theory is that, one, um, they've gotten unhealthy. Okay. So the, what, the women that would otherwise be... Wait, wait. I thought everyone took the pandemic as an opportunity to get in really good shape. Right. That's the myth. Did that not come true? That is not true. Because these are the same people that wrote the articles about gaining the COVID-20. Exactly. (laughs) I know. Zero zero irony. (laughs) Yeah. No. Nobody bought... uh, People bought Pelotons and they used them for a week, but nobody got into shape over COVID. So I think you have a lot of... Because of the lockdowns, you have a lot more fat people. And you could take an attractive person that's, you know, maybe a, a six to eight... Mm-hmm. Walking around, put fifteen pounds on her, and she's gonna fall out of the the the, the realm. Okay. Right, she's gonna get, drop yeah, gotcha. drop down a couple of numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other thing that's going on is that being unattractive has become popular. People okay. fuck their their looks up on purpose. They wear dorky clothes, glasses that don't look. You know, too big, you mm-hmm. know, the mom jean fucking oh, yeah. phenomenon that's been going on. I was not a fan. Stupid haircuts with blue hair and piercings in your face. Like, this is all. You just described trendy. me in my 20s, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were quite attractive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you had a few numbers to lose. <laughs> um, drag no, these compliments I, out of yeah. I, re- <laughs> I really think that the woke ideology that we're all suffering through right now has made it cool to be unattractive. And so people are intentionally making themselves unattractive. I would make one caveat there. I know where you're going and this is something that I have noticed too. I don't think it makes it cool. I think what it is, it's, it's a, it's a flag you raise. It's a virtue signal. It's a virtue signal. Yeah. Yeah. That is something I have noticed. I know how absurd it sounds on its face to say like people are purposely fucking themselves up. 
I was like, yeah, I, when you word it like that. But there is like a look and there is a demeanor and there is a way that people are presenting themselves to signal to the other people like, I'm, I'm with you. We're, yes. we're, it's like it's like the oh, mask. Yeah. It's, it's like the mask. mask. Right. It's a body mask. Yeah. If the mask was, masking if their if the mask was BMI. <laughs> yes. They're, they're masking their beauty intentionally. And then you also have the, the weight thing. But there's a third factor going on here mm-hmm. that is scientifically provable. All right. Okay. How many people have left California since the pandemic started? Uh, I believe net. in 20, in net in 2021 was 80,000, I believe, net. We're almost to a million. Almost to a million. Yeah. Okay, so that was over how? 800,000. Uh, oh, 800,000. Yeah, I think it might have been the number zero. that you were thinking okay. of. And we're almost to a million now. That, that is a right-wing myth. No, it's provable uh, <laughs> by aerial census data. We'll show you facts, statistics. Um, <clears throat> we, you know what else lot. is provable? According to psychology, well, so the reason that okay. these people are leaving is because they're conservatives who don't like what's going on in California and they're getting the fuck out. Well, according to Psychology Today, um, the they did a study that shows conservatives are more attractive than progressives. I have seen several of these studies. So science weighs in. Conservatives look better. New research explains why political conservatives hold a beauty advantage. So there you have it. (laughs) Psychology today. So you have fat people getting fat from the lockdowns. You have people intentionally making themselves look unattractive to virtue signal and Number three, you have conservatives who are more attractive, right? Scientifically speaking, mm-hmm. than liberals. Clinical leaving data the state, right yeah. They're, and so that's where we're at right now. And I see it on the street every day. So let's break down a few of these, though. So, yeah. so what's the first one that you said? You said fat people getting fatter during COVID. Yeah. So you can actually trace that back to political ideology because conservative people were more likely to go. You know, when the pandemic started, like. I'm just going to go about my day. I'm not really going to change anything. Uh, I'm going to keep running outside. I'm going to keep training. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're a white supremacist. Right. Which is what we've... Which gives you this article from MSNBC. Pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme. Literally, white supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. So... (laughs) Dude, come on, digital. Here here, here we... (laughs) Digital white supremacy is now we have... Because we we talked about that movie, The Sound of Freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the complete backlash. I'm like, we're talking about child trafficking. Are, are we not all on board with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the like it's the easiest thing like, to be against. We can't have enough aware, awareness for this particular subject, right? So, in the span of two, you know, we see this article, and then the the backlash against The Sound of Freedom, which is uh, one of the highest selling movies <laughs> in the in the in the summer in the yeah. summer right now. Is in the span of two weeks, we've gone, if you are anti-child trafficking and you are pro-staying in shape, that makes you a white supremacist. This is a fucking full clown world at this point. It reminds me of what we, what I was talking to you about the other day on the phone where, <clears throat> speaking of all the, the dour, deep, dark stuff mm-hmm. that we tend to get into, um, there's two things going on. So we see ourselves existing in like a, a fort and we're, we're fortifying against a attacking army. Yeah. Right. And inside this fort, the main problem is all the stuff that 
that you and I talk about, you know, you, the main, main problem maybe being um, the starting with the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. and all the psychopaths that are in charge and are paying both sides of a, of a conflict to go to war against each other to make money off of human death and despair. Just this awful, awful yeah. shit, right? And then there's all these sub-problems that kind of come out of that. And the clown world stuff, like you were just talking about. So we're in this, this fort, and the, the, this military, this foreign invader is attacking. Meanwhile, you have somebody in the, in the fort who uh, is, like, um, the latrine is backing up. And mm -hmm. so now, like, somebody has to go, like, plunge the toilet because you can't right. have shit. I mean, yes, this isn't the most important It's like the metaphor you brought up the other day, that the Titanic is sinking. Yeah. And you're trying to bail out the water, and there's right, also but then a fire. There's a started. fire. Someone right. has to put the fire out. You know, you have to plunge the toilet inside this fort, or else everyone's going to get dysentery, right? So somebody has to divert their attention away from the major threat, the the core thing that's the reason the fort is there and what you're fighting against to go fucking plunge the toilet. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see all these little like clown world distraction yeah. things. They are distractions, but you can't. Simply they also have to be addressed. Them. Right? Yeah. So, anyways, very, very yeah. frustrating. Did you want to go back down where we? No, go for it. Go, no, no, no. I just mean like, so yeah, you, I think what you're getting at is that it, it's political. The, right. the fact that we don't see as many attractive women walking around. Yes. <laughs> it's literally political. God, is anything not political? It drives me crazy. <laughs> I thought about that because they, uh, the, they put out the, what is it? The award for the most popular fast food restaurant. In, in in America, mm -hmm. you want to guess what it is? In and Out. Uh, no, Chick Fil A. Oh yeah. You know, I saw that headline. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yep. Yeah, this <laughs> here is here we well. go. <laughs> a complete shitstorm. Is Chick Fil A a publicly traded company? No idea. Biggest... I just I just met a guy that owns the Chick Fil A here. Oh oh, it's okay. a franchise, of course. Yeah. Okay. It's a franchise. We we I think we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Biggest shareholder, Chick. Phil A. Nope. Private family owned company. Mm. All right. There you go. There you go. Free market at work. Most popular restaurant. Most popular uh, fast food chain in America. You know that if it was publicly traded, you, we, we know who the biggest shareholders yes. would be, of course. BlackRock. <laughs> State Street. State Street. Vanguard. Vanguard. Right. Um, so, uh, I, dude, I when like I saw this article about basically um, making the connection to physical fitness and domestic extremism and white supremacy. It's just I, like nothing will rattle my cage anymore. It's like I, I could see any headline at this point. I actually read this article. Uh, this is on MSNBC uh, by a woman named Cynthia Miller Idris, Idris, uh, who is an MSNBC columnist. And it's, I don't know. I'm like speechless almost, but I'm not surprised. We played that game, didn't we, on the group text thread? Of like, try to think of something that's not racist. We've been doing that for a while. Yeah. And no one's just come up with anything yet. No, because I, the, my buddy that I work with, I'm all, just give me, keep throwing stuff out. Well, you know, we work throughout the day. Yeah. He's like, uh, camping. Oh, there please. you go. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I could write that article. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking awful. Yep. Pretty amazing. Um, Let's see. I, I think I, I saved this. I can't remember why I saved this for you. Oh boy! But <laughs> it this, might be a new uh, this is sound rich. clip. This, this is <laughs> rich. You've heard this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Um. Think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, Whoa. more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. What was that? What was that? Could what, you that was that one part? Back up a couple steps there. Clean air, clean water, I'm on board, electric good. vehicle. Okay, see where you're going. And uh, there's something else on that list. Yeah. Oh, reduce population. Reduce the population. Yes. <laughs> okay. How are we doing that, by the way? <laughs> I mean, that only can mean one thing. Killing people. Mm -hmm. You cannot reduce the population right. without people dying. Yes. Dying. 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 <laughs> Dude, my son says that all the fucking time right now. He walks around the house quoting Donald Trump. It's so funny. <laughs> um, next visit with Mammy is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say that part out loud. <laughs> Dying. Yeah, there's been uh, calm on her. So one thing that I did over that vacation is, I don't know if, if I talked about this. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but I went back um, and listened to all of these podcasts at the beginning of the pandemic and see like what they were saying. Because what we, you know, we're, we throw this around quite a bit when we talk to people about things. You say, what do we say all the time? Like whatever it is, climate change, domestic extremism, the COVID, whatever. It's like, I, you know, you're Peter Hotez, you're Anthony Fauci, you're Rochelle Walensky, you're Al Gore, you're Greta Thunberg. You know, whoever you keep throwing at me, it's like they've got all this stuff wrong over and over and over. And it's like, I, you, and you still have this like religious conviction that what they're saying is correct now. Just before we talk about the actual subject that we're talking about, I need that explained to me. Like that's... It's interesting. It's, all, it's like a psychological phenomenon. And, and so to basically prove my own theory, I went back and listened to all these podcasts about the beginning of the pandemic, right? About what, who was saying what, right? Because no one had any inf inf information at that time. And then I also listened to when they rolled out the vaccine, like what do they say now? And I spent like hours and hours and hours of like seeing who got stuff right, who got stuff wrong, you know what I mean? Like who made the adjustments as they went. It's a pretty fascinating thing to do. And so like a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff when I, you know, because the arguments you have with people that, well, where are you getting your information? I'm like, well, I go back and listen to, I don't know, Dave Smith, part of the problem, Pete Quinones, um, who else? T-Lav, Ryan Christian, um, uh, Charlie Robinson, Macroaggressions podcast. I'm like, they got stuff pretty right. Like they were, even when no one had inf any information, you know, when they were saying stuff like, uh, it's, it's going to be more than 15 days to flatten the curve. And when you have a <clears throat> they're gonna shut dumbass like uh, Sam Harris and talking about it, saying that, well, like uh, Brett Weinstein. Mm -hmm. uh, Brett Weinstein was another one. Was I was another one who, yeah. yeah, he got it all right. And you have his former friend Sam Harris saying, well, it doesn't matter that he got it right. He had no way of knowing at the time that he was right. And so he was just, it, it doesn't. He should have been following the experts on this. That and is I, a it's, ludicrous perspective. It is. It and if it's easily disprovable in my mind, the way I look at it, like okay, if it was just dumb luck, then how come all of these people said the same thing and got it right and didn't accidentally get it wrong? Right. If it's just dumb luck, how come they all 
who think they alike. They all have the exact same. We all distrust right. the, the government. They all are anti-statist to some degree, to one degree or another, but definitely on that side of things. Yeah. How come they all, in this, this way of thinking, got it right from the beginning? They knew from the beginning that this was a giant crock of shit. Right. Explain that. And to, so if you take Sam Harris's logic, well, well let's, let's, let's flip the coin over, right? So therefore, what? We still listen to you. The only people we should be listening to that got things, even if it's by luck, but that got things continually wrong over and over, that's who we're supposed to listen to. Like that is, there's no rational logic behind that. It's just, it sounds like someone pouting in the corner. That's, that basically describes Sam Harris's podcast at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. God, I listened to it uh, the other day just because I had to hear... I so you you handle the Sam Harris beat. I handle the uh, NPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about dark. <laughs> I can't remember what the topic was, but it was the exact same thing. Just like it's, oh, it was about Robert Kennedy. Of course. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I listened same to exact too. fucking. Yeah. You listen to Sam Harris? I did. Yeah. It was, it was the same thing. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. exactly the same. So anyways. Um, I'm sorry, you Ching oh, Chong shit. China no, man. Nobody is home. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> Racist Tourette's. <laughs> All right, let's get into the meat of the show. What do you say? All righty. Good morning. Time to get up and go to work. You got me one. Thanks, sir. So I had an interesting conversation with a friend, someone who I actually love quite a bit, a really good person, but is also the epitome of someone that just reads MSNBC all day and walks, you know, full, still ranting about Trump, uh, still ranting about people not taking the vaccine. It's just like if I, had a, if I knew a dude that was the epitome of the acceptable opinion, you know, as Tom Woods calls it, like yeah. it, it would be this guy. And well, very, I, very vocal about it. I didn't hear you say guy at, at first, and I just assumed it was a woman. <laughs> no, no, this is a guy. I guess I'm, it reminds me of the, uh, that is the, this person sounds like the walking embodiment of the Nextdoor app. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there while you were talking. I was like, I know a Nextdoor comment that's coming here. God, that place is a gold mine. It really you know, is. Yeah, it's up there with the Sam Harris podcast. I, you know, I got to say there's diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be able to do another podcast, by the way, without getting stuck in a conversation about next yeah. door. <laughs> it's just too, it's too so great. But because the, we, we, people think we're being hyperbolic or we're making, you know, like you guys create this hypothetical straw man and poke fun at it all the time. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And you get on next door, like, no, nah, there's uh-uh. people are out there. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually kind of holding back a little, <laughs> but I was going to say the, uh, the comment that I made about the woman who is everyone's a woman on except for me on next door. The it's you and one salty old dude. This <laughs> is everyone. Off. She has a stalker. You know, and by the way, oh wait, is this that young girl? You know what? No, God, oh. that young girl. Yeah. What the fuck? Get a fucking life. Yeah. She goes on next door just to say it's not cool that you guys respond to my my posts on next door i'm yeah. a young woman and i'm afraid of it's like dude, and she just keeps just, posting yeah. over and <laughs> <laughs> come on girl like so dude to, to be fair to be fair it's you look at this you're 
dude, lady, get, get go for a job. Like, do you need uh, like a hobby or yes. something? But here we are, like, oh, I'm going through all our posts. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, don't tell her to show them to my wife. Like, oh my god, look at this one. This don't tell her to get a hobby. It's gonna ruin a lot of our fun. But listen to this post. This is. Tell me if this doesn't like make your spidey sense tingle a little bit. What do you do when you have people stalking you and and attempting to break into your house? I have cameras, but I have a lunatic ex-boyfriend who, of course, hacks into them and cuts out the times when I think someone breaks in. The cop said I need more evidence. How do I, how do, I do that when he's always two steps ahead? I'm so emotionally drained. It just doesn't. <laughs> it seems like bullshit to me. And this person can't spell the word and they can only spell the word a n they leave the d off every time they that's an odd tick this is just it just this doesn't seem like a real i don't know i'm not buying it anyways i did say on this post uh get a gun mm-hmm. and learn how to use it you know right what i would i'd, I'd say go everybody. back a few steps don't date psychos but yeah right well that it, that ship is as, sailed. We, as we always say you have that same there's a weird phenomenon in people's brains, which I don't know, mm-hmm. psychologically can be explained to some extent, but some people's pickers are just broken. That's right. I always say. Right. Yeah. The people that say, I do not want drama in my life. I want a drama free life. I yeah. hate drama. I, there's always people with the most drama in their <laughs> lives. Stop talking about drama. That might be a good start. <laughs> That's always such a great indicator species <laughs> of people that are constantly talking about you know, I got to just change my mental thing and I just, I need more, less drama in my life. I'm like, I never talk about any of those things and I don't have any of them in my life. I'm sure there's a connection there. Right. That is. That's my, exactly what it is. The worst drama in my life is like my aging parents and shit gets fucked up at work. I'm like, ah, but I can figure this out. One's a natural phenomenon for which I have no power over. The other one are mistakes that I have to fix and... Life goes on. Yeah, and your, your drama needle goes to a one, yeah. basically. And if I posted about that on Nextdoor, it'd be the most, well, it'd probably fit right in, to be honest with you. Yeah. The, but the, the reason I brought it up is because I'm pleasantly surprised by Nextdoor. The person that you were going to say, how that, that gun comment go over on Nextdoor? Yeah. Uh, not great. Yeah. Right? A, a lot of the comments were arguing about statistics. And, um, like, for example, People with guns in their house are exponentially more likely to be killed by those guns than people that don't have guns mm-hmm. in their house. Say, say, say so again. The, the statistic, and I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. I've heard it before, though, that people with guns in their houses are exponentially more likely to be killed by, by guns or by those guns, their own guns, than people who don't have guns in their house. <laughs> And I said, well, people with refrigerators in their house are exponentially right. more likely to be crushed by the refrigerator that's, than people who don't. It's like someone say, like, you know, 99% of shark attacks happen in less than 10 feet of water. Yeah, because that's where the people are. I, I understand. <laughs> totally. I, I, I make, it makes sense to me. Exactly. But anyways, the, 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 the point that I wanted to make, the only reason I brought it up is because I'm pleasantly surprised that I make a a comment like that telling people to get guns and I get 10 women liking that comment. Nice. They don't, they don't write a, a response or anything cause they don't want to wade into these murky shark infested right. waters of right. next door, but they, they liked it. And it was all women who were like, yeah, totally get a fucking gun. Yeah. Not, not bad. I know. There's hope. Yeah. So a little, uh, next door silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Motherfuckers. Some good news for you. <laughs> so I had this, um, <clears throat> conversation with a friend 
and we got into conspiracy theories, and he did the wave of the hand, like, ugh. And is this, this is a friend a, that I know? Yes, you do know this person. And this is something, like, psychologically I'm really interested in. So this would be, you know, we learned quite a bit with that conspiracy theory quiz that we gave yes. everyone, like, who yes. was willing to even engage yes. in some of it. Fascinating. And the most... The thing that was really stood out to me is, is like, I, I don't understand this knee-jerk reaction of like, I'm not going to entertain any thought, any conversation, any consideration that any of these could possibly be true. I'm just going to wave my hand and say they're all complete nonsense. That was like fascinating to me, right? And so I started looking into this. And so I put together, this is something I came up with. It's the two parts of the conspiracy equation, right? And envision the conspiracy equation, the answer to the equation is I'm not, it's all nonsense and it's dangerous and you shouldn't even talk about it. And I'm actually disgusted that you're even bringing this up. That's the answer to the equation. Now, the other parts of the equation, there's two parts. One was very obvious to me. That's something that I could easily kind of figure out right, just by people's reaction. And the other one, I'm like, there's like a missing part of this equation. So this is like an algebraic formula that yes. you come up with. <laughs> yes. Okay. And just to, uh, just to clarify, that response that you that is the given part of this equation, uh -huh. you know, x plus y equals the response that right. you just said. Was that response the same? Was that the response that your friend gave, or yes. is that was yes. that an extreme version yeah, he, of it? No, he 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 was right in there. Okay. I've had this. From, I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about several different people. Right. But he right. was he was like right in there. Sure. Just okay. Like, so, and he this is it's kind of funny because I had already been thinking about this and I started kind of like looking into stuff and looking into like various conspiracy theories and just um, just psychologically the way that people approach these things and how it kind of differs from the way that you see the world or whatever. And even though I was already thinking about it, I was trying to figure out like this missing part of the equation. Um, I love the mathematical <laughs> approach. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put my glasses on today. <laughs> Those aren't real, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to virtue signal. <laughs> Is... Um, we all do it. He, he gave the exact, like, you gave the right answer. Like, this is really interesting. So I started kind of, it was a little deceptive, but I started kind of feeding him stuff because, and I actually made up um, a new game that I play with myself. Mm -hmm. uh, we will edit that last sentence out. <laughs> you know, we will edit that out for sure. We're going to put that in the sound clips. <laughs> I play it in my head is what I meant to say. <laughs> Um, we need to cue that divinal <laughs> song right now. <laughs> is I come up with the response, and I feed someone just a few things. Mm -hmm. This is kind of shady, but to it's, try to it's get funny. to that response. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't spring on him. Like ah, I knew, like I was trying to get you to say that, but it's just keep it yourself. purely for my own internal, you know, entertainment. Right, right. <laughs> And so the one that I had picked, because this guy, he just zips around. It's like Trump, and it's like the climate, and it's the, like he's, I think he kind of waits for me because he's like kind of loaded for bear. Mm -hmm. and he just like starts going off. He's like, you know, I, when I show up, I take the stone out of the dam in his mind. He's just like, here's everything, because he knows, you know, I'm not on the left, I guess we would say. Is, uh, I was like, okay. So he started yelling about, um, Ukraine and Putin and everything. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it totally worked. I go, uh, the response is, this one's different. Okay. And I made some comment. I'm like, he's just, I just let him rant. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot the left's all in on war now. That's interesting because I came from the left and we were always anti-war, but I guess things have switched. And he's, 
well, this one's different now. I was like, mm. like no! One step. <laughs> so, damn, dude. Fucking <laughs> walk off Homer. Amazing. <laughs> so, back to the conspiracy equation is, uh, so let's take like one of the conspiracy like recent intro 101. A lot of, a lot of that one that's kind of macabre and interesting, but gets a lot of like kind of like normies to kind of think about things. And that would be like the Jeffrey Epstein case, right? After he, use my finger quotes here, committed suicide. Because we had always talked about when that first happened, he got busted. And I remember it was like, when you start, the list starts coming out of the people that were involved on the, you know, on that island and were on the Lolita Express and the um, pictures were coming out and the flight logs were starting to kind of, there's a lot of like chatter about like who possibly, you know, the most powerful people in the world going to this place. Mm-hmm. And so what's, what was our reaction? I was like, yeah, I get the feeling this guy's not going to make it a trial. <laughs> it's like, good luck with that. Totally. And he's in prison. And so, you know, he's looking at the possibility of being in prison for the rest of his life. And then when he, my finger quotes again, committed suicide, I was, remember being surprised by because the, there was a lot of like kind of obvious nefariousness and questions to be asked. Sure. And all of the kind of NPCs around me and the mainstream media were just like right on board. Like, yep, he committed suicide. Nothing else to see here. I was like, really? Nothing else to see here? We don't have any questions. Like, we're not going to at least ask a couple questions here. Because here we have a guy that was intentionally running one of the world's largest, you know, underage sex trafficking rings slash blackmail programs for the most powerful people, global elites and political elites in the world. And he gets busted. He has leverage over, you know, what we call what the cathedral, the, the deep state, everyone, yeah. you know, we had mm-hmm. CIA there and FBI and powerful politicians and heads of the largest corporations in the world. And he has dirt on all these people. He gets busted. He's going to prison and he's probably like, you don't think he's probably going to want to like save his hide. He might start like dropping names and then all of a sudden he commits suicide and like the, the timeline like perfectly kind of adds up. And it was fascinating to me. It's like, we, I don't know if your experience was the same. It's like the people that just, well, yeah, he committed suicide. I'm like, that doesn't seem at all odd to you. Like, shouldn't we at least have like a conversation? Yeah. <clears throat> what is that phenomenon? Because the, the recent uh, debate with Dave Smith, Clint Russell, mm-hmm. and the, uh, yeah, the the Krasenstein brothers, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of hard to listen to because it, it's like listening to people argue, right? Unfairly, yeah. Both sides talking over each other a lot, even mm-hmm. though they tried not to. But what I got out of it was that these, I couldn't make it through. I listened a couple minutes. I'm like, I just this is not flowing very well. Yeah. Plus the audio sucked, yeah. and you're listening to a Zoom call. Basically, it's kind of it was hard. I did make it through it, but it was it wasn't easy. Um, but these these guys on the left just couldn't accept that the that the things that the well, the, the the point, basically, the whole debate was the FBI. They couldn't accept that the FBI was corrupt because there was no really? definitive proof that they were corrupt, even though they've been proved to be corrupt in the past. Yeah, that that these things that they were that Dave and Clint were arguing about that they weren't totally one hundred percent verifiably proven to be yeah fact right, and that was just kind of what they they said. Well, until it's proven, you know, I can't. And that's the same thing with that Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Thing. It's like, unless it's 
you know, dead to rights, proven, there's fingerprint, you know, then they can just say, you can't, they, you can take the easy way out and just say, well, you know, you can't prove it. Yeah. It's like, well, come on. You can't dude. prove like, Saddam Hussein didn't have WNDs. You can't prove that. Right. <laughs> we also didn't find any after we murdered it. That's a people. good, that's a good parallel. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So when I'd have, the, you'd have these discussions and you bring up the Jeffrey Epstein and which I did with this person, I was like, well, let's, let's just, let's just hit a few kind of conspiracy theories. And you're talking about Jeffrey Epstein and, I was like, yeah, it's just, you don't have any questions about that? And they're like, well, what kind of questions? You know, like, you're kind of being dismissive. Like, what? Questions like what? He commits, he committed suicide, Mom. I can't believe there's people that I, actually think that. Yeah. Well, okay, so the two guards on a shift are two guys from another spot. They weren't, that wasn't their typical beat that they're supposed to be working. Uh, all the cameras that were supposed to catch, you know, he was on suicide watch. All the cameras were broken. They went to retrieve the cameras. They threw the cameras out the next day you know, so they couldn't be examined. And he also had uh, extra bed linens, which you're not supposed to have on Suicide Watch. Like, don't you think that the dirt that this guy had, and he's looking at the possibility, he is going to prison for the rest of his life, and he has leverage that could bring down some of the most powerful people in the world, right? Is, don't think there's a possibility that some fuckery went on. Not to mention the autopsy. The guy goes, someone clearly broke this guy's neck. Yeah, you don't get this. And you think that the most powerful people in the world are just going to go like, well, I guess the gig is up. <laughs> They're just going to roll over. And, and Here's what drives me crazy about, like, uh, when we talk about conspiracy theories or false flag events, is there's always, like, one last little element that makes me think, like, this is like the calling card of like the deep state or like uh -huh. the powerful elites. This it's like it's, it's it's like one very very like all these things as like it's pretty obvious. And then at the end, what about the cameras? Yeah, they're all broken. It's like it's their little like calling cards. Like yeah, hey, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like what are you gonna do about it? Like you totally you plebe. You have no power. Like it's almost like intentionally do is. something. One thing that's like over and over the top. Like to just like kick sand in the face of yeah. like, people asking questions. It's a little calling card saying you cannot. Touch us. Which makes me think, I wonder, the, there is a possibility that the, the company that maintained those cameras were the same ones that ran the cameras in the White House because those were also mm. broken that didn't catch the person who left cocaine Have in the Have they White said House that, somewhere. that the cameras are broken? They said they have no, there's no way of finding who would have had that, there's no footage. They said there's no footage? They said there's no footage and there's no way of finding out who brought that cocaine into the White House. I know they said you, there's no you, way to find out, what, but I didn't what, hear them address the actual cameras. Guess, what's your guess as to the level of uh, video security in the White House? If you had to guess, yeah. I mean, On a scale of like one a, to ten. Like ring doorbell, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that sound button? I got, got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, the dog was sleeping. The dog was sleeping, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, Just yep. like the guards and Jeffrey Epstein. Weren't the guards also sleeping? The guards were both asleep, too. Both asleep. Both asleep. Yeah. Both guards were sleeping. All the cameras were broken. And all the cameras were thrown out before they could be examined uh, when there's an investigation. Well, if, if something's and, broken, you throw it out. That does make so sense. That, but you're, you're, you're kind of, you're playing the other half of the conversation that I had multiple times with people and I had just had recently. And it's like, how did he commit? He was on suicide watch. The point of suicide watch is to make sure that someone doesn't commit suicide, correct? Where were the guards? Well, they both fell asleep. Where were the cameras? They were broken. Can we look at the cameras? No, we threw them out. Oh, I just said they're broken. We threw them out, obviously. Yeah. How, did, how did he kill himself? Well, he hung himself. With what? Bed linens. Someone on suicide watch is not supposed to have bed linens. Yeah, we'll look into that. We'll get back to you. It's like, hey, can you, we need better psyops. You guys got to do better than this. Like, you, no, but like you said, like it, 
it is a it's sand in the face yeah. of everyone else. That's like, what, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, plebe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go back on 4chan and uh, you know have these conversations all you want. JFK is the same way. Uh, just go drop a bullet on some random gurney inside the <laughs> hospital. That'll, that'll do. So back to the conspiracy equ- equation, because the first part of the equation, remember that you know, I saw it as two parts, and I, I know the answer, right? So I'm reverse engineering this and trying to figure out the answer. And so the first part was pretty predictable, and it's the one that we see is that the ingredient in the NPC stew that is, you know, it's basically the stock, and that's the tribal binary. It's like, mm-hmm. I ride or die. I'm here for my team, and you know if that goes against all logic and rationality and you know truth and you know whatever, we'll just deconstruct truth. I'll have my truth at this point, and I can call uh, you know facts white supremacy, and we'll just we'll figure it out. But the 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 end result, just like much like this conspiracy equation, I already know the answer, and it's this. And what do I have to say? to like reverse engineer my answer, I will do. You know what I mean? Because I am a, an ideologue and I'm a, basically a low-status primate that just like I, I have to stay with my tribe, like, and that's it. And I saw this. I re, re, this is when I figured out the first part of the equation with Jeffrey Epstein is you would bring this up with people who I knew that were very far on the left. And they immediately dismissed it. And then I go, I think I know where this is going. And I started playing the game in my head, which because I've been doing this for several years is at that time, the first name that was attached to Jeffrey Epstein was Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. And at that time, it was like, Bill Clinton has flown to that island you know, 40-something times or whatever. And then also, the, one of the first pictures that was circulated was Jelaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein at Chelsea Clinton's wedding sitting next to the Clintons. And so when you'd have this discussion with someone, you'd bring it up, like, you don't have any questions that there's some kind of fuckery involved? I was, I was like, this guy is, you know, this guy has dirt on, like, the most powerful people in the world, and I'm um, like, you know, you see that we're looking at like Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton flying there several times who doesn't have the greatest track record as far as young women. <laughs> and their immediate response is like, well, Trump flew there too. I'm like, ah, okay. I know where you're at in your head. My response was, okay, cool. Put them on the list. Get them all on the list. I want to, I want to know everyone that went right. there. You know, I don't care if they're. That is, that response is such a, like, that, for whatever reason, that is in the tool belt of of lefties. Like they can't their Trump derangement syndrome is so powerful yeah. that they think anyone who doesn't agree with them is obviously a Trump supporter. Right. Like you and I, I'm sure, are labeled Trump supporters. Oh, absolutely. Which I mean I did vote for the guy, so I mean <laughs> it's, it's some, some aside from that. Some semblance of truth to that accusation. But we criticize the hell out of him and think he's a, a you know a terrible president and probably a terrible person. Yeah. Okay? Cause I'm not a Trump supporter. You're but, not. Well, although I did vote for him. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> but that's always this kind of like they, it's just like in their tool belt, like, well, Trump did It's like, I don't give a I fuck. I'm not talking I, about Trump. <laughs> Who cares? Fine. He sat yes. next to Bill Clinton. Who cares? That's not what I'm He's talking about. He's a criminal about. also. Yeah, Put all, him on the fucking that's list. That's my point. They're all <laughs> fucking criminals and pedophiles. Yes. <laughs> and so you'd have these discussions with people, and then you go, hey, after laying all of that out, are you still sticking to the fact that, you know, Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide? I mean, De facto, 100%. There's no other Hold questions. on a second. Sorry. I, I, sorry to interrupt you. Go for it. I, I really don't like interrupting you. Yeah. 
Despite what you think. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to stay, I want to track what you're saying carefully because uh, are we still on the um, X plus Y equals the answer yes. conversation? Yeah. And, and we have X figured out, but you still haven't explained what Y is. Yeah, we haven't got to Y yet. Right? Yeah. And so what is X? X is the political binary. It's like I, whatever, whoever this sheds in a bad light, bad light, if they're on my team, then the conspiracy theory is not true. If I'm a statist, the CIA definitely did not kill JFK, right? Gotcha. Uh, if you, if the only thing I know about Jeffrey Epstein and him being connected to the most powerful people in the world, right, is Bill Clinton, and I'm on the left, I'm a Democrat, I, you know, and I'm, I'm with her, and I voted for Bill Clinton, then he definitely just committed suicide, Okay. Right, and but there's a there's a component missing. Right, so we're okay. trying to figure out the other part. Of, Why do you see there being a component missing? Because Help I don't understand that. Because not all of these conspiracy theories lay out along politically ideological lines. Okay, so I had to figure out. I know there's another variable that I'm missing. Do you have so an the, example? Uh, I, I, we're gonna get there. Okay, so as far as the one with the the, the Clintons, right, and you go. It's like, I, I just saw this person, you know, brace up for defense, right? Because they're like, oh, you're about to, like, disparage the Clintons who are, like, right. rock stars of my team, right? And you this guy just reaching for their, 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 <laughs> on their tool belt, just, their, the Trump spray. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just committed suicide. And he just committed suicide, and that's the narrative. Hey, here's a dark side note. In your social circles and of all your working relationships, how many uh, friends have you lost to suicide? Probably, I mean, how, how far, uh, well, two, uh, two that I can think of two? off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah. Not 47. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Well, I don't know that many people. <laughs> so to get back to this missing part, because this is something that really made sense until recently that your typical NBC, you know, would dismiss anything conspiracy related. And that was that missing variable to the equation I was trying to find. And I use that term conspiracy as we always do on this um, fairly loosely, you know, for this reason that when you look at the conspiracies, you know, they have this uncanny knack of coming true down the road which is something that we covered quite a bit on this, which is the point of the conversation, you know, that I've had with this multiple people and this guy recently. I'm like, a lot of these seem to kind of come true. So, you know, here we are with this retroactive kind of track record, you know, going back to the thing we were talking about earlier, like climate change. Yeah, if you, if you guys are getting things wrong over and over and over and you're still sending me articles and talking points from the same people, like I just, I don't listen to these. And here, you know, I retroactively listened to hours and hours of podcasts. I'm like, man, these guys nailed COVID. They nailed, you know, the lockdowns were going to be more than 15 days. They're going to shut down the schools. There's going to be boosters. They're going to try to mandate the vaccine. And, you know, then we're going to start to see um, you know, excess mortality rates, you know. And it's so when I listen to a source like that that continually gets things right, I'm like, okay, I want to hear your thoughts on climate change or Ukraine or whatever, like you seem to, mm -hmm. you got a pretty good track record here so far. Yeah. You might call someone like that an expert. So as going back to before, so we can take these conspiracy theories that are something like, this is the discussion I was trying to have with this person. I'm like, well, let's look at this. So, you know, in early two thousands, it was considered a dangerous conspiracy theory to be posting online or telling people that Saddam Hussein didn't have WMDs. His personal response was like, that's not true. Or what part is not true? 
He's like, that's not true that, you know, people were demonized for saying that. I was like, serious? I'm like, I, I sure was. I remember saying that and being yelled at. And that, that was yeah. called. And there was a propaganda campaign that was saying. <laughs> Do you like, remember Freedom Fries? <laughs> yes. Freedom Doors. That's <laughs> Freedom Bulldogs. Freedom Bulldogs. <laughs> Freedom Ticklers. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so then <laughs> you go from, <laughs> you go from there. I'm like, okay, so that's. That to me is like a pretty middle of the road. <laughs> Another good band name, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. And then, then I'm like, so even when you go to the absurd, which we have done before, you know, and you say like, I know that you guys only look at the the the, the little phrase as a conspiracy theory. So I was like, but even then, you can backtrack and look in like, there's some. So when you poke fun, and when I said that this name. This person actually recoiled a little bit. I was like, so you listen to like some of the stuff that Alex Jones says, and he like shuddered a little bit. Really? Like, <laughs> it was so like a little glitch. Like, yeah. I was just like, bear with me. So when Alex Jones pounds his fists on the table and says, they're turning the frogs gay, right? Freaking frogs. The freaking frogs gay. Like, I, you know, okay, poorly wor- worded and slightly hyperbolic. I get it. I was like, but is he just going on some conspiracy theory rant or is he talking about the, wor- the work of Tyrone Hayes, a professor of integrative biology at UC Berkeley, who studied the effects of astrazine in the water because all that stuff ends up in the water eventually, which emasculated three quarters of the frog population and turned one in 10 males into females. I was like, that's, that's pretty true what Alex Jones is saying, though poorly worded. And mm-hmm. I know that he says a lot of like off the wall shit. I was like, but that conspiracy theory, if you just take a little time and kind of look at some facts and, and you, know, then of course you get the, the eye roll. Like, where'd you read that? I was like, news.edu.berkeley. It's the study is still up there. Like you can read it. I can send it to you mm-hmm. if you want. This is, it's, it's, it's a peer reviewed clinical data from a reputable, reputable source. Right. And when you tell people that, you, they, you just get like they they shut down and you're like oh mm-hmm. okay I, you, you don't read stuff or <laughs> you, you, they you, you see you see headlines they find the talking points and you send it on Twitter or, or they find the flaws in the study and they tell you that study was only you know the sample size was so small it was you know, blah 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 it's like okay fine every study isn't all of my studies suck all your studies are great I get it you guys and your charts and your studies and your fucking <laughs> Clinical peer review data. Come debate me, bro. Oh, maths yeah. only have a 1.3% efficacy rate, says the CDC. Oh, <laughs> would you read the whole article there, Buttercup? <laughs> oh, the new Israeli study says that there was not a single COVID death for someone under 45 with no pre existing conditions. We never brought that up. <laughs> that is fucking atrocious. I need to know something brian stelter will tell me all right (laughs) dude has a stellar track record him and rachel maddow so this begins the other part of the equation and this is where after having these discussions especially having one with this this person recently is the reason that people have this like inherent knee-jerk like dismissal of anything outside whatever the uh, acceptable narrative is fed you by a for-profit corporate media complex, by the way, is that it almost, that almost always gets consistently things wrong. But the reason why you are consistently faced with this defiance is this. This is why I think, and tell me if it makes sense. And this would be the other part of the equation. It's a basic like low vibration, like primate behavior fear response. Because if this one thing is true, if this conspiracy theory, if I wave my hand and dismiss it 
and go, that's not true. And then you show them like this, uh, you know, study out of Berkeley, right? That the frogs are turning gay. I don't have to tell you, like, unless this guy is completely lying is what you are doing is I think that person, it's a fear response is like, if I let this person's foot in the door, like I risk them dismantling the entire underpinnings of my entire like ideological Mm -hmm. foundation. Because if, Alex Jones is right about the frogs being gay. You take something like ridiculous. Then I have to start going like, well, what do you say about COVID? Yeah, and what's he saying about uh, yeah, Ukraine? What's he saying about climate change? And that's why I think people just shut down. There's like, nope, nope, not going to listen. Like I can't, I can't risk that. Like my ego can't risk it. Right. I, like you were, I'm, I'm facing the prospect of dismantling my entire like view of the world at this point. And I did, I can't, that's a risk I'm not willing to take. Yeah, so their binary response or their binary uh, identity Mm -hmm. plus their fear response is going to equal the answer. Yeah, which is Uh, just just dismiss it all outright, right? And I think a lot of this is what is tied to the religion of statism that we talk about all the time because most a good deal of these conspiracy theories are about how the deep state has lied to you or the deep state has... um, pulled off a false flag event or, you know, it's, I, you know, killed or it's, its own citizens. Yeah. You know what I mean? For political gain. It, which is why they have to retreat to the area of, well, you can't 100% factually prove it. So, right. So I'm, you know, well, like for the, for example, the, the turning the frogs gay thing, mm-hmm. I guarantee you right now, if we look up Politico fact check, whatever, some sort of right. fact check on that, it will be something along the lines of, well, yes, frogs were switched from male to female. They, they did that, which frogs do tend to do that sometimes in, in the wild. Um, Especially when they uh, are immersed in astrazine. Yes. Uh, but they didn't actually turn gay. Yeah. They, it, it, know, it'll so be some nuanced. Yeah. Like, technically right. false or statement. Like and event 201, false. This was a hypothetical exercise. It didn't actually happen here. We know that's yeah. that's the point. Like that's, that they had a hypothetical exercise. That's what's disturbing for about that it. Happened. <laughs> so as I was mentioning earlier, is that one thing I did on vacation, like mostly due to my complete inability to relax, is to go through just hours of podcast, right? And uh, I just used uh, the COVID pandemic as a good starting off point, right? Because it's fresh in our memories. Uh, in some places, we were still battling the fucking fuckery from it and all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easily provable, you know what I mean, about, you know, as we say, it's like when, when we see videos of like Fauci, like I never, I never condone lockdowns. You're like, do you, we have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> go back <laughs> and look at these things. And to see like, I just want to know like who got stuff right and who got stuff wrong. And I did everything. I went from Joe Rogan to Dr. Drew to Glenn Greenwald to Matt Taibbi to CNN to MSNBC to Fox to Peter Hotez, the, the teachers unions, everything. It's like you just go back and like, I want to see what they're saying in the beginning of the pandemic, the middle of the pandemic, when the vaccine came out, what they're saying now, right? And who was ideologically consistent. And you can't, it didn't go into it like, oh, they got, they got it wrong, like fuck them. But if they got it wrong and just kept doubling down or didn't acknowledge that they got it wrong, then right. it's Peter Hotez. And it's like, yeah, fuck this guy. Totally. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people go like, even like Joe Rogan got a ton of shit wrong. I just recently listened to yeah. uh, a, a old Joe Rogan. God, who was he talking to? I don't even remember. But they were, oh, he's talking to Mike Baker from the CIA. 
It's uh, ex-CIA agent Mike Baker. And this I don't was, know if my eye roll just uh, came through <laughs> over the <laughs> yes, microphone. It but, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, right before the election of 2020. And they were talking about, like, Biden's not really fit for office. He's like, but he's in luck because it looks like he's going to pick Kamala Harris. And she's extremely competent and t- on top of her game and is definitely suited for the job. <laughs> That's what Mike Baker said? <laughs> Mike Baker and Joe Rogan both said that. I was like mowing the lawn. I was like, wow. <laughs> History is not going to be kind to that one. Interesting, though, because we wouldn't put Joe Rogan in the same category of those people that you listed off uh, earlier, you know, Clint Russell, Dave Smith, mm-hmm. um, Charlie Robinson, all those guys. He's not there. He's mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. He's close, but he's not there, right? And right. so it makes sense that, and that's why he's not there. But, but he here- doesn't think about things from that perspective, that yeah. kind of w- w- awake to all the chicanery that's going on in the world perspective yeah. that you and I are, you know, probably there. I mean, I don't, right. I don't know another person who is more anti-establishment than myself. <laughs> so maybe you, I mean, yeah. you, me, you know, our, the come Liberty on, Tree come, crew, come yes, our friends, but, yeah. yeah, but no one I ever talked to is even there. I have to soft pedal every little bit of anti-statism right. to everyone that I, that I talk to. And Joe Rogan would be one of those people, right? He's just not there. It's not surprising that he didn't get everything right from COVID because he's yeah. a little bit seduced by just the, the, the statist, uh, the status mindset. The narrative. Status narrative. Yeah. Correct. Pee break? Yep. So as we were talking about earlier, when I was listening to all the stuff and then you point these things out to people, I'm like, well, you know, I can go through, we all can go through and you can figure out like who got stuff right and who got stuff wrong. And, and by no means does that mean that you completely dismiss that source or that other one that got it right is infallible. You know what I mean? But I do take that into account. That is the prism for which I take in information. I consider the source as, as the phrase goes. And when people get things continually wrong, either by pure incompetence or complete obedience to whatever narrative is given to them, or they could just be brokers of dishonest, a dishonest agenda, which I think it's usually like, uh, what's the, where the three circles overlap? Uh, some uh, people think it's two, but it's, it's mostly yeah, it's actually, three. Yeah, you're talking about the Venn diagram? The Venn diagram, yeah. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles. And so then when you go back and, you know, and like I checked all the different sources. So when you see, you know, when you get vaccinated, the virus stops with you, Rachel Maddow. Uh, there will be no need for a booster, Peter Hotez. <laughs> you see stuff like we have a, over 100,000 children on uh, ventilators, you know, just as Sonia Mayer, <laughs> Sotomayor from CNN. It's like... Okay, I'm going to remember these things for the next thing that you say, right? Because none of these people went back and not an apology, but like amended what they said or acknowledged that they got things so severely wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is something that since the public, our society has a memory of a goldfish, you know, people are surprised when you bring this stuff up or they give you the one-liners. Well, you know, the science changed. You know what I mean? Or we, they didn't know then. I was like, 
Well, as we were saying before, a lot of people magically got it right. And yeah. so I'm going to keep like listening to those people. So this is where things get fucking <laughs> dark. All right, good. I'm tired of all this good news. Because <laughs> what does this mean for us here today? And I was putting these things within the context of a larger framework. And that when, when you have these conversations with people about the CBDC, the Chinese-style uh, social credit system, the call for an internet ID, and the constantly repeated Biden propaganda talking point that the biggest threat to America is domestic extremism, right? I think that we can agree that there seems to be this coordinated push going into this one direction, which we basically what created this podcast, right? That kind, yeah. of, that kind of narrative. So we hit this on a couple episodes ago, but remember we were talking about how surprised we were that it seemed like the Biden administration, you know, they, each one has like its thing, right? It's like main kind of subject. Each it, administration? Administration, correct. Yeah. And how kind of surprised we were in the beginning that it seems like he's taking the wildly successful war on terror from the Bush Cheney administration and turning it inward into its own country. And I was like, whoa, like I wasn't ready for that. Right. And then we've seen now since we've done like deep dives on it, I was like, oh, they're just trying to shut up dissent. This is from the guy who ran on unifying the country. <laughs> yes, by the, way. The, the, the great unifying president. So when you look at things like the CBDC, the social credit system, the internet ID, you know, the propaganda coming out of the Biden administration about domestic extremism, like you were being sold to you the tools to combat a, a boogeyman from which they created, right? And which sounds exactly like the Patriot Act, by the way. It's like, here's the problem. We have the solution. We already have the solution. And so we're off and running. And what do we call that? The Hegelian dialectic or mm -hmm. the problem reaction solution. Like we're going to create the problem. You're going to freak out and we're going to give you the solution. We already have the solution, right? Mm -hmm. It works backwards. So we can do dives on the CBDC, the social credit score, you know, the internet ID. These things are all like in the works right now. I mean, the internet ID, they're already trying to pull off in like the UK and some other countries. Like it's definitely, there is a push for it to come here for our own safety, right? Yes. Because it's just, yes. it's, it's just, God forbid, there might be some random horrific domestic extremist terrorist act. Yeah. And then people go like, yeah, we need an internet ID because the internet ID would have stopped this. Right, right. False flag. Of course. So when we were talking about domestic extremism, the war on terror, climate change, you know, fighting white supremacy, you know, getting ready for the next pandemic or eliminating hate from the Internet, you know, whatever the chosen boogeyman they tried out that month. Here's what you have to remember. It's never about that thing. Right. It's about control and subjugation. It, it always is every time. And it always has been, and it still is now. It's mm -hmm. about surveillance and censorship and control and an increase in top-down authoritarian power, which is something which is the common through line for almost everything that we talk about on this podcast. And can it be stopped? I have no idea. No, the ratchet but, turns but, in one direction. <laughs> yes. But the awareness, like if we could just make you people aware of how you're getting fucked while you're getting you fucked. You people? <laughs> yes. You fucking bigot. I knew it. And so the way that this kind of plays out as a microcosm, like here's a perfect example to hit like something that we did recently is like you have Peter Hotez, who is the mouthpiece for the approved narrative coming against RFK Jr., who is questioning the approved narrative. And what is Peter, like he's saying, RFK Jr. goes like, let's, let's have the debate. Let's have the discussion. And Peter Hotez is, plays perfectly in line with this ideology. He's like, he needs to be deplatformed, pulls videos. Joe Rogan needs to be platformed, needs to be censored. Spotify, you know, all those calls, like it's just, it's censorship. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's 
that's their main tool in their in their belt, right? Yep. Is just complete silence, you know, stifling dissent, dissent at every, you know, any anyone like even questioning things. So I bring this up to, I'm not going to call it a prediction so much, but because that's already happening, but I want to create the awareness for what I think we're about to see. Much like when we talked about, uh, I remember the notion of the limited hangout. We're like, this is, you're going to start seeing this phrase like start to pop up more and more and more. And, mm-hmm. and we did. And so those of us are, that are participants, participants in the alternative media sphere, which we are in the podcast that we listen to, there we are, they got the plan to everything right in the mm-hmm. pandemic and all the research I did is I bring this up because we always seem to be, let's not even, let's take us out of the equation, but let's take your Dave Smith and your Clint Russell's and your T-Labs and your macroaggressions and you know, your alternative media sphere. They always seem to be a little ahead of the curve for seeing what's about to come around the cultural bend and what we're going to see like really pop up like consistently like a coordinated media push. Like we're talking about this now, like, you know, this is the thing now. And they always seem to be about like six months, a year ahead of the curve of like bringing this stuff up. And so this is something that has been popping up to me more and more lately, although I did have to do a pretty good, pretty good dive. So this could be something like very obvious of us in the beginning of the pandemic going like, uh, I just, I don't think masks work. And if they did, uh, they wouldn't let you substitute a bandana just over your mouth. You know what I mean? As we talked about. And now we see that masks don't work. And you have, you know, I appreciate it, but some NPC, you know, telling you three years later, like, yeah, it turns out those masks didn't work. You're like, I know, Dick, we were saying that three years ago. <laughs> like, where were you then? Like, it's, they need, they don't have that, that capacity for critical thinking or to, they'll walk out the front door test that we talked about. The desire. You, or it's, the desire. It's, it's about that fear that you were talking about right. before. It's that fear it's, response. Yeah. Or you have like... Because the studies were there. <laughs> yes. They weren't done recently. <laughs> yes. Or you have like the most bizarre... I'll come up with the most, you know, we'll come up with the most bizarre shit ever and go like, uh, this will be funny. Let's do a segment on booster rage. And then the WHA comes out and says like one of the symptoms of the boosters is psychotic behavior. Like... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> it's like you can't write comedy anymore. <laughs> so this is something, this is going to be the new thing, I think, within the next oh couple of years that we're about to see. Have you, are you familiar with information disorder syndrome? No. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. So I want you to remember this term because I think this is going to be something that we are really going to start seeing a lot of because we have this election coming up. Like, the, the left is in a shit spot unless they're going to run that, like how, how sweetly does that dovetail with don't debate me, bros? It's, it, it's, this right? is where this comes from. It's like, yeah. It, what? Uh, Trump derangement syndrome, no, that's not really a thing. Yeah. But this is a thing. Information, I don't even know what it is. I'm just, just by the name, I can already kind of guess. Like, you you really just shouldn't have all this information available to you because it's causing mental uh, issues. I, I would say you are right, but it's fucking way worse than that. Oh, of course <laughs> it is. Yeah. So... There's no doubt in my mind this is coming the more that I looked into it. And by coming, I mean weaponized by the deep state and the ensuing power structures complete with the ever-present fear-mongering coordinated propaganda campaign by the corporate media complex. So this is what 
Information Disorder Syndrome is, IDS, not to be confused with IBS, which is, which is Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Noted. The sharing or developing of false information with or without the intent of harming. It includes disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. malinformation. Okay. <laughs> Grade one. Grade one shares false information with the, without the intention of harming others. That's disinformation. This is for the people because people conflate these three terms, right? Yeah. Grade two. I don't even know if I could tell you yeah, the difference. I, I was always shaking on them too. And now like I got some clarification. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Grade two. And these are going up um, in severity. Severity. Yes. Yeah, of course. Grade two yes. shares false information with the, the intent. are not color coded. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that. Uh, I actually have a chart <laughs> on here that they actually are color coded. <laughs> Grade two shares false information with the intent of making money or political in, uh, political game. That's misinformation. And then your grade three shares false information with the intent of harming others. Um, they do have these broken down into a Venn diagram, the two circles, in which malinformation and misinformation are your two circles. Uh-huh. And in the middle is disinformation. Uh, that makes sense to you. Okay. So misinformation is relatively harmless or whatever. And then the more severe case is malinformation. Like I'm, I'm purposely trying to hurt people with my information. Mm-hmm. And then that the overlap is going to be your disinformation. Yeah. So you could be hurting in people with information that's true. Right. And that would be malinformation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this is the important part or the terrifying part. That's a stupid concept. <laughs> so, like hurting people with true information. Yes. Like, I don't know. Is that it's, it's, how is that a, even a thing? It just sounds like we're. I mean, that's like saying that's like Sam Harris's whole worldview. That that's how he sees the world. You're hurting someone with true information, right? I guarantee he's going to be on board with this because this is coming. Well, it's like telling someone you're fat. What? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it's true. You're fat. <laughs> sorry to hurt you, but you are a big fat fatty. So here's where things get not fun is this is being considered a real medical diagnosis and this will be weaponized and intentionally medical diagnosis. Yes. What? Yes. It's a, it's a medical slash psychological diagnosis. So think about it like this. Um, this will be weaponized and intentionally like this intentionally abstract notion. It'll be used to punish people who speak out against what the acceptable narrative is. Think of, a red flag laws, but for ideas. Right. That's essentially what this is. Or thought crime. We have thought crime. We do. At this point. I, so you saw that Minnesota passed that yep. Uh, law? Yep. Making it illegal to say things? Yeah. It, it's not going to stand, right? Not yet. It, it will be struck down yeah. by the Supreme Court, in my opinion. This, we need to fight whatever you're talking about right now, about to say. Just throwing it out there. This should not stand either. <laughs> like red flag laws, this has to be yes taken down. Well, if we have a choice, because think about it like this, is when I think when I point out that things are intentionally abstract, that's done intentionally, which we talk about quite a bit. So I share some clinical data from PubMed, possibly making a connection to the rise in excess mortality rates to the Pfizer vaccine. Is that grade one? Is that, you know misinformation is it i have a podcast or is that disinformation would be grade one i have a podcast so i gain from it that'd be grade two 
you know, I, I gained from it somehow, you know, by saying that. Or does this uh, talk someone out of get, taking the boosters, which they seem is harmful? Is that grade three? Is that mm-hmm. malinformation? Yeah. So what, what are they going to do with these people here? So here's a couple of quotes. So this is, this is quotes, dude. This is where stuff gets like, <laughs> this has been like keeping me up at night. Sometimes. Yeah. Quote, repeated sufferers at the grade one level and all sufferers at the grade two and grade three level need psychosocial counseling and sometimes require strong regulations and enforcement to control such information disorder. God. So if you question the vaccine, the lockdowns, the Ukraine war, Hunter's laptop, anything, they're going to force you to go to psychosocial counseling. Example, this is another quote. Anti-vaxxers are listed under the grade three level, considered malinformation, under the same category as people that falsely accuse someone else of rape. So read that as the current contender for the Democratic nomination for president of the United States is in the same category as someone that falsely accuses someone else of rape. Malinformation. Grade three IDS, information disorder syndrome. Have you seen the movie Brazil? Yes. It reminds me of that movie. And I just can see you or me being stuck in some room with a uh, unintelligent psychologist saying, you know, trying to question us about this and us going insane, trying to say, no, this, there's data backing up what I'm yeah. saying. This is true. This is, these are factual that's, statements that's and it just having no effect because that's, we, that's why we need to get to work on our Liberty tree, how to exercise in the gulag. Uh huh. Well, I know that <laughs> how, is how to stay fit in the gulag. We are falling behind on that. <laughs> so this push to cure the actual medical issue that someone, the state is going to diagnose you with, um, will require, quote, rumor surveillance and, quote, cognitive and behavioral, behavioral therapy. Now, it's important to note that these things you will be attending are not voluntary, not done by your own volition. You, these will be... Yeah, can they force you to go to... They, I guess they're they going to. Yeah. Well, they to. already do. Like, a court can order that you go to so psychological therapy or even to... Uh, psychological right. prisons. Yep. Yeah. And I could see by the look in your face, you're just about to ask me if things got even worse. They do. So in addition, in addition to that, as being labeled by the state as a sufferer of information disorder syndrome, you'll be required to take part in, how fucking creepy does this sound, motivational enhancement therapy. Struggle sessions. Yes. Motivational enhancement therapy uh, is basically, it's a directive person-centered approach to therapy that focuses on improving an individual's motivation to change. Motivational therapy, uh, also known as MET, was used quite a bit in trying to break people free from their addiction, like alcohol and addiction. And it's getting people to basically change the way their their brain works. Yeah. So they can be integrated back into society. It's straight out of... Chairman Mao's uh-huh. use of cognitive behavioral therapy, rumor surveillance, psychosocial counseling, and motivational therapy will be uh, motivational enhancement therapy will be used to reintegrate the person who is deemed suffering from this medical diagnosis back into normative society. It will be a mandatory ideological rehabilitation treatment protocol. We're going to send you to a place where you can get the help you need. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm just doing a little work, and I, what's this definition? The government does not consider the re-education camps to be prisons. Instead, it views them as places where individuals can be rehabilitated back into society. 
Well, thank God That's for that. That's from the <laughs> Vietnamese prison camps, re-education camps. <laughs> it was the Vietnamese government. <laughs> yes. So Which we're looking at spot on. information disorder syndrome, re-education camps, and thought police in America. Yeah. What a great time to be alive. And you will be labeled if you question the narrative and you go against the acceptable opinion. They're talking about going one flew over the cuckoo's nest on your ass. Metal's